Hello and welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast. My name's Simon and this is episode 3 of 20 Questions where I bring a surprise guest in each episode and ask them 20 gaming-related questions. So, surprise guest, question number one. Who are you? I'm Tom Blakey on Bora. Yeah, hi everybody. Give us a bit of background on your usernames because you've got quite a few, haven't you? Blakey's like the one that I go by on GamesTM. Just carried over to MFG. I thought people would know me best on there, but uh, just disturbs one on everything else because I don't know. I just, I just sort of sounds much less boring than uh, Blakey. I just, yeah, it's just like last name in it really. So yeah, it's just a bit more interesting. Once PSN let me change the ID finally, it'll be all disturbs one everywhere apart from what apart from forums. But yeah. Pretty much everything else. Where did Disturb Swan come from? Was it just a random pick that you oh, did, God. or was there any reasoning behind it? There is a story behind it, and basically, I picked a incredibly offensive name on Xbox Live, not like racist or I remember horrible it. or anything like this. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I, I don't even want to mention it, <laughs> but um, it was it was horrendous. Uh, but yeah, not not anything you know uh, like like that. But um, it, yeah, it was it was in poor taste. That kind of thing, could we say? So, um, I then changed. So I had to think of my feet because Microsoft banned it. So I was like, "Well, okay, so I'll, I'll choose molested swan." Because I thought, "Oh yeah, that'll be all right." Like, even though it's got molested in it, I thought, "Well, it's only a swan. It's not, you know, not anything dark or anything." So, Hannibal Wright's getting down <laughs> your throat because of it. So yeah, I chose that, and then they banned that as well. So then I had to think, "Well, I want to keep the swan bit because that sounds cool." But I thought, "Well, what's a what's a nicer way of saying molested?" In a in a kind of you know hilarious absurdist absurdist kind of way, so I thought, well, yeah, disturbs. So I thought, well, disturbs one. So that, yeah, that's that's what it is. But yeah, on on Steam, it's still the the account name is still molested swan. But yeah, on on everything else, yeah, it's just, that's yeah. never gonna change. No. I don't think you can change it, can you? No. Yeah, so you're stuck with that bad decision for yeah. the rest of your life. <laughs> but, uh, or, or unless you want to sacrifice all your Steam collection, yeah, which yeah. must be worth like a fucking two or three grand by now amount you fucking spend on games. An awful, awful lot, yeah. <laughs> right, question two. Speaking about buying games, what's the first game you ever bought with your own money? Probably something like Simpsons Wrestling on PS2. Not PS2, sorry. Play, PlayStation 1. Was it on PlayStation 1, Simpsons Wrestling? Yeah. I know they did a lot of Simpsons games on PlayStation 2. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. that generation of consoles, I'm, I'm, but I don't. Yeah, almost 100% it's PS1. Because uh, I remember yeah, going to like a birthday party and a mate was like, playing it and on his PlayStation. And I had it as well. Like, I went I went to this indie store and they had it like the day before. I bought it around that time period. Like I had some birthday money or something and I bought Time Crisis 2 and the gun and everything. Because the guy said, I went up to the counter and I said, "Oh, can I can I try this?" Because they had it on the telly there, and I tried Time Crisis, right. and he was like, uh, "Oh yeah, but are you going to buy it though?" And, you know, giving me giving me a chip, and, uh, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, I've got, I've got the money in my bank. I want I want to buy it today. I just you know, don't I want to just have a go on it?" And he was like, "Oh no, no, not doing that. I heard that one before, kind of thing." So then I went to the bank, got out the money, came back, want to buy Time Crisis. He was like, oh, sorry, sorry about that. Gave me, like, loads of posters for it. I can't remember if it was time. That's a really shitty practice was, from, yeah. like, a, a con- not a consumer, but, like, a, a retailing point of view. Like, saying, no, oh, do you want to try this before you buy? And it's like, no, you can fuck off. You're not going to try it because you're not going to buy it. It's, like, it's just really, really shitty. Yeah. 
Yeah, what a con. Yeah, it's, what an absolute it's pr- pretty awful. Bellend. They were like, and I went in there like all the time as well. It was like my local indie store. Like I went in there with my parents and stuff. Like that. I was only like ten then. I can't remember if it's. I think it was Time Crisis Two on PlayStation Two. I think it was. That's a really weird game to be buying. Like your yeah, first one ever. Like, I just yeah, my parents just bought me lots of games. So <laughs> it's uh yeah, I, I got like birthday money sometimes and things like that. That's, that. Those are the only. But I probably might have bought. I think Simpsons Wrestling was probably before. But Time Crisis is the other one I remember. So yeah. those are the only only two that come to mind, kind of thing. So yeah, those are the ones that are solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, like, vivid definitely. Yeah. Okay, question number three. This one's been repeated on all episodes so far. Name your favourite game from the age of ten or under, and then another game for each decade of your life. Probably Sonic. Sonic Hedgehog. First ten years. Um, yeah, right. it was the first game I ever played. So yes, a very special place in my heart. So um, <laughs> probably the next ten, the ten years. Probably Ocarina of Time. Probably because I never finished it until late. I I played it on N64. Got stuck. Just sacked it off. And then me and a mate played through it. Like every time we die, pass the controller kind of thing. When I was in right. uh, when I was in secondary school, first year, so 11, 11, 12. Uh, and yeah, we absolutely lapped it up. Like it was such an incredible experience. So yeah, definitely. Oh, it's a long decade though. But yeah, probably Ocarina of Time. What about your twenties? Cause this is this is like when gaming like mm. really really fucking boomed, wasn't it for you? I'm guessing. I was tempted to say the Last Guardian, but it's probably something like. Well, the Last Guardian, you're in your twenties. Yeah, I'm so 28 now, and so. Oh wow! Yeah, so you're only gonna yeah. get this one. This is it. Yeah. So I mean, the Last Guardian's like timeless. Like probably one of my goats. So I don't know a lot of goats come out. Actually, probably Fallout. Actually, no. What am I talking about? Fallout sorry, easy, there you go. Didn't Fallout yeah, 3. for some reason I didn't didn't think yeah, Fallout 3, definitely. That's my favourite game of all time, so yeah, Fallout 3. <laughs> sorry, I, I just yeah. didn't realise it. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah, does it, well you when you when you look at it, like the last ten years in gaming's been like absolutely jam packed. Yeah. Yeah, Fallout 3's that game was crazy when it came yeah, out. That was such a such a like a game changer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that genre, like when you look at it it was it did for what it did for Fallout in in what Ocarina of Time did for Zelda. Hmm. Yeah. Like, because it was such a big change, wasn't it? Like going into 3D and stuff. And yeah. 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 Like monumental. I mean, I never, yeah. I never even played any of the previous games, and I hate you. Me. Either. I hated Oblivion. But half an hour of it, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I bought full. I didn't even buy Fallout 3 in release. I bought it like two years after it in the summer, like summer sale, like ten quid or twenty yeah. quid. I had nothing else to play. I was like, "Well, make a start on this. So hopefully, I like it. Like, absolute game changer, like insane. How good that game is. Like Skyrim's like number two as well. So Bethesda games are like god tier." Going on to question four: If you were to remake or remaster a game from anywhere in the past, what would it be? Uh, probably something like Eternal Darkness because I never played it and I've heard really good things for ages and like. I'd love that. And I'd probably also say Ocarina of Time. Like, I know they did the 3D one, but like a proper like Blue Point HDR um, dream remake. Yeah. Bring it right up to standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it looks phenomenal. Like, yeah, that, would, that would probably be, yeah, that'd be incredible as well. The Eternal Darkness one's like pretty interesting because you've never ever played it, so you don't actually yeah. know what you're getting. Yeah, I just, I'm, I love horror games, so it'd be, I've heard that's like one of the best, but. I just think if I went back now, it'd just be like... Oh. Yeah, I don't know how it stands up. 
your milestone question, question number five. What snacks would you recommend to power you through a long gaming session? Oh, it's got to, got to be Doritos Pope himself. What? No? Doritos Pope. Jeff Keighley. He would... What, you're going to eat Jeff Keighley? No, he would smite me. He would smite me and send me to, to snack hell if I didn't say Mountain Dew and Doritos. So, those are the perfect snacks. That's all you need. Yeah, Doritos get your fucking fingers all, like, powdered up and it gets on the mm. controllers and stuff. True, right? but it's just so good. I just don't... Oh, man, I don't think I'd be willing to sacrifice my fucking... My controllers to that fucking disgusting, like, grease. Yeah, it's... Do you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't to be honest, I don't really ever have snacks. I literally just have, like, sparkling walls or Diet Coke and then, like, chewing gum. I don't... I very rarely have snacks when gaming, like... But the only time I get snacks is, like, uh, if the Oscars are on, for some reason, it's kind of like a weird tradition. I do that when I watch the Oscars. And also the Super Bowl. I have like Mountain Dew. Oh, and E3, of course. E3, of course. Uh, and the Game Awards, actually. Fucking hell. So, yeah, basically every every other week. <laughs> well, not not that much. <laughs> every cu- every <laughs> few months, anyway. Yeah, every few months. Um, Fucking, that's, that's enough. I, I think I'd, I'd be done with it once a year as punishment. I'm already a curvy lad, so... So having 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 Doritos <laughs> on a re- more regular basis on a daily basis <laughs> wouldn't exactly do me any favors. So I try <laughs> to limit it out to like special <laughs> occasions like Super Bowl, Oscars, etc., E3, etc. So yeah, there you go. The game a fucking cliche of Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> Question number six: Recommend an underrated game that nobody ever talks about. Nobody ever talks about. I don't want to hear anything that you're gonna fucking tell me. That's if I if I know about it and people have said, "Oh yeah, I enjoyed that," then that's off the table. Oh, Come on, surprise me. Well, the first first thought that came to my head was Mass Effect in Andromeda, but and pre- people probably enjoyed that. So I'm gonna say Area 51 on. Uh, that's pretty old. That's actually knocking yeah, on. Area 51, Area 51 on Xbox. I don't know. If it, I think it was on PlayStation 2 as well. But yeah, on Xbox. Uh, that shit was incredible. I love that game so much. Who made it? It was made by uh, Midway. Right. Yeah, they made that Black Sight game. Do you remember the Black Sight game on 360? Yeah, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, the the, uh, the multiplayer game that yeah. wore, like you could get like tokens and stuff hanging off your guns. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, and there was a, there was a campaign that was like the sequel to Area 51. That game. I never played Black Sight for some reason. I don't know why, but that was when Midway were like almost dead. I think. Right. Area 51, it's like this, um, what, what it sounds like really, like an alien adventure. Isn't it basically base. X-Files, a first person? Yeah, genre. it's very similar. Um, there's loads of great little green men and like there's monsters chasing you like horror style through like dark corridors, things like that. And there's like, you know, a fake moon landing set and like alien craft and all this kind of stuff. And there's this multiplayer and it was like, I think it was like asymmetrical. Yeah. And one side was like, the little green men and the other ones had to, and the little green men had to hunt the hunt the um, marines or whatever, and then you swapped over. Right. Something like that, anyway. And and obviously this was early days of Xbox Live, so it was like even more amazing back then. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah. Because it sounds like the um, the Splinter Cell game that they did, oh, like Spies what? versus Mercs. That was so good. I was such a fan of that game. So many hours. Yeah. So many hours of that after school. <laughs> Question number seven. Are there any parts of gaming that you feel are underappreciated? I think maybe art direction. Well, I suppose it does get talked about a lot and there's art books and stuff, but I never feel it gets credit. Like, the graphics just... You know, when people say about good graphics, they often... Oh, I don't know if they feel like... Yeah. Uh, they often say about the graphics, like, overwhelming them, but not, like, 
than they are behind it. That makes sense. Like, yeah, the direction yeah, rather than just yeah, good yeah, graphics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think that might be a bit underserved by the community. Really, I know there's some some places like obviously like reset area and stuff, which you know highlight things like that, like threads and stuff uh, about lighting and you know design and things like that, mm. but. It's very rare you'll see like something about purely about drawings and, and things like that, really about how it all came together and I think Bloodborne's got a big art following like of uh, I don't know who the art director is on that game, she probably should know that. Yeah, uh, whoever the art director is and Miyazaki counselling them uh, into doing it. It's like one of the bosses he said the art design guy said to him about this monster design and he said it he threw it out and said it needed to have more sorrow and what's it sorrow in its in its eyes or something in its design or something like <laughs> that's that. Just, yeah, that's a bit pretentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and and uh, I mean this boss, like it, it does actually come across like that. So it's pretty amazing, like how you know it was more gross apparently, like more gross and right. not horror. This this particular boss, and then um, yeah, it changed to to more like. Um, you feel sad for it kind of thing like a lot of a lot of dark souls bosses you feel sad for which is really strange i i think it's kind of hard to feel sad when you're fucking raging at a game yeah like you do at those <laughs> fucking titles yeah yeah on the other side of the coin we're uh, gonna step into question eight tell me which game you really don't think deserves all the praise it gets it's probably gonna be quite inflammatory but press of the wild I'm gonna say because wow, it's uh, it's like game of the year everywhere. Everyone loves it. I know everyone loves it. It's MF Gamers game of the year. Um, it's Games TM game of the year as well. I know it's probably irrelevant, but still, yeah. Uh, and every everyone loves it. Up there's there's numerous talk about how amazing it is and X Y and Z and between like hours twenty and twenty and let's say sixty, I probably thought it was amazing. And then like I got to the like story stuff and it's just you just get to uh to the the ancient beasts which have been like built up by the what li- limited story there is there and you get to them and they're just literally just one room puzzles and you're right. just like what the hell have you done with like the elaborate zelda dungeons i get that this is like a new zelda game but i would just swap you know new style new new change of direction or whatever but yeah for the more traditional yeah. like working a dungeon hour yeah. and getting through the doors yeah. and sort of feeling your way through yeah a couple of people talk about zelda and just go yeah i hated it because of joe x y yeah. and Z reason yeah. like it just they're just going and it's just, i feel so yeah. like directionless and they said well that's sort of the point and it's like no i feel i don't feel like i need to go anywhere yeah, I just I put it on it and to level those sort of you know faults or failures in appealing to them in games like Fallout and Skyrim and stuff like Witcher as well. Yeah. So I guess for some people it's just not it don't tick those boxes. Yeah. And it, it must it must be frustrating as fuck to like see something you know get that amount of appraisal yeah. from the community I mean, and, and not yeah. and not resonate with it yourself. Yeah, I mean I, I still still liked it a lot. I mean it's it's not like I hated it but it's I still I get I mean I think I gave it an eight out of ten. I mean I know my reviews are probably higher on the you scale. You fucking eyeball everything. But, <laughs> but yeah, I still I still gave it an eight out of ten, but it would have you know, it could have it could have and should have been a ten. And it just like even just one traditional Zelda dungeon, it probably you know 
probably would have got at least a point more for me, like just one proper dungeon. Like the boss fights were awful, like I'm coming from like Souls and things like this where they've basically perfected like those Zelda style fights. Those kind of elaborate one-on-one, you know, back battles and, and, and taking it to the degree and then you come back to this and you're just like slashing something like four times with a sword and you're just like, it just goes down and it's just not satisfying and that's after like a 10 to, 15, 10 to 30 minute dungeon. That's like so, it's really underwhelming and then you think, ah, oh, maybe the boss will be good. No, no the boss is no good as well. And the final boss is awful as well. Like, it's literally awful. Like, I, was, I geared up so much for that fight and then it was just a push over and I was like, why have I wasted making all these potions? I did, I think I used like one of them. <laughs> that was a waste of time. So yeah, I get why people say Breath of the Wild is amazing because of the uh, world exploration it, it like uh, it interacts with you like no other game well not many other games do like there's always like little corrupt seeds and like you know so, always something on the horizon but the other parts of the game like story side quests side quests are pretty awful they're all fetch quests quite boring fetch quests and the dungeons just aren't there and I don't think it's a masterpiece at all like it's like mm. a very good game but I mean it came 10th on my game of the year list I mean I think it's probably worthy of a number 10 uh, game of the year or maybe even five if you look at it a bit differently but yeah i just i don't think it's number one i definitely don't think it's greatest all time list for me at all i think it's a combination of people playing on a new console and being able to you know play something of that yeah. caliber yeah like portably or whatever i don't know like yeah i mean they, they barely come they don't really come around that often yeah home consoles elders so Question number nine. Are there anything in games that make you cringe or be disappointed in the inclusion of such things? I don't know. It's, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but when I see things like boob jiggling in like fighting games, I cringe a lot. Right. And things like Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Things like that. It's funny I'm you should like... mention this because this has gone on for three episodes and you're the third person to, you know, echo that oh, whole, really? yeah. Hey, yeah, we don't want this sort of thing because, yeah. you know, it's a bit it's a bit embarrassing. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 has got some questionable um, blade designs, shall we say. But none of them are too bad. I mean, well, one of them is really bad, actually. But um, one of them are like, on-screen enough for, for it to matter kind of thing, if that makes sense. But like Dead or Alive or like, like even Soul Calibur, like I saw the recent like trailer for that and it was like boobs jiggling everywhere and stuff like that like i know it's just like you just think part of you just thinks oh crazy japanese are gonna be crazy japanese like you just gotta go with it it's just their thing like waifus and food jiggling and weird shit like you just go with it but then and you know something else it's like well no it's not it's a bit crazy when we're like grown men like you know especially if my parents like see me playing it or whatever i'm a bit like like, you know i'm always telling them like video games have gone forward and then they see this and they're a bit and like, then they do something like that and it's like oh for yeah, fuck's sake yeah 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 and they're just like oh. okay like, not to sound like a broken record because I think yeah everyone's gonna sort of touch upon that yeah at some point uh, question number 10 this is your milestone question name your favourite poster on MF Gamers I'm gonna go with Radio Floyd nice yeah is there any reason? I just think we like most of the same games, seemingly. And yeah, like a shared interest. Yeah, yeah, we just have we just like a lot of the same games, I think. And uh, I like his perspectives on like indies. Like I see him write about the indies, and because I don't, you know, I focus mainly on AAA, and the indies kind of fill up the gaps, kind of thing for me. Whereas he plays a lot more of them, so it's like, well, if he mm. thought it was good, it's probably an indicator that I'll think it's good. Like, we have kind of a similar taste and things like that. Like he's he's absolutely lapping up Xenoblade at the moment. And I'm doing the same. I, would, I was the same with that game. Like, I absolutely loved it. So, so yeah, we just have the same. I think we just have the same interests. Like, since we got really into Japanese games, really. So there you go. 
Radio Flag. That's his first entry into the um, favourite posters <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Question number 11. Name a game you wish you were good at but aren't. Slightly scary fighting games. Probably, uh, probably Street Fighter Five. I, I wish yeah, it'd be so nice if I was good at that game. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, it is really even the little I've played. Like it's really satisfying. Like battering. I think I beat someone with Abigail, like this big brutish guy, and I was playing it. You know, briefly playing it, and uh, yeah, it'd be so good to be even just like silver or, or gold rank. Not gold rank. Maybe that'd be a bit. Even bronze or silver rank in the online. Would be really cool. I've touched on this before. If I were asked this question, it'd probably be the same answer. Yeah. Or it'd be up there. Do you know, like jostling for like first yeah. place because they look so much fun, but they're so fucking frustrating because yeah. like you've got people playing that have played since the nineties. Yeah. And you've got people that have just been into them for god knows how many years, and and they've just got all that muscle memory, and they've trained themselves, and they sort of they can sort of read what's going to happen yeah. when they're fighting. You know, they can see like exactly, tells and yeah. stuff coming from a mile off, yeah. and it's just I feel so left behind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I watch so much of Evo. Like every year, I watch Evo, and I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, get all fired up fighting games. Oh yeah, let's get into it. And then like the first day, where I'm just like sat doing the training for like four hours, it's just like this is this is too much of, of work. I just don't want to. I want to just be having having a laugh kind of thing. Like yeah, going online yeah, and, and actually just, fucking holding your own instead of just yeah. getting your ass ripped. I mean, apart. I watch some of the pros sometimes, like Injustice Two is like. The best I've probably got at fighting games, and and uh, I watched quite a few of the pros of that, uh, and they just yeah practice you know offline practice like for like three four five hours sometimes like the stream's just that it's just them practicing over and over again trying to do like a link like a back left two into a hmm. right up three into whatever like. It's just crazy. I've never seen anyone actually do that, but I once I got right into Rocket League yeah. and I was watching Twitch and I was going through the people you are looking and there was just one guy that was just basically practicing aerials and that's all he did. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, wow, this is insane. Like he's actually, you know, showing you, you know, how the aerials affect, you know, with yeah, the different yeah, vehicles because yeah. they're different shapes and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, that's... And it was like, this is... It's sort of, like, admirable that he's doing it, but it's also mind-numbing. Yeah, that's what I mean. The same, yeah. In the same breath. Exactly. I mean, I did do a bit of training in Injustice. I mean, Injustice is kind of kind of cool because it's got this, like, Eververse thing about it. So it's like, you can practice against AI, but then you get loads of loot boxes and rewards for it. I know loot boxes are bad, but still... Um, <laughs> But yeah, you get loads of rewards for it, so you don't feel like you're like wasting your time. You feel like you're actually yeah. kind of achieving something at the same. It's giving something exactly. back as well as the, the the bit that you get in, like the bit of training yeah, yeah, you get yeah. in. You're also getting a bit of token. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get it. Yeah. I get it. So. Okay, you touched on this earlier. These questions are all written out, so this is like just coincidence. Uh, question number twelve: Favorite art direction in the game? What's your favorite art direction? Most recent one is Cuphead. So I'm just gonna say Cuphead. Um, yeah, that, that style is is insane. Like how it all works and everything. How yeah. they put it together. Like the run runs in 60 60 hertz, but like it made to look 24 or 30, like on a loop kind of thing. It's it's insane. Yeah, they're doubling up on the yeah, frame, yeah. so it, it looks it looks like it's sort of sketchy and it's sort of yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some older listeners might remember a TV show called Rhubarb and Custard, where they <laughs> sort of like wobbly lines and stuff. Um, they had a similar way of animating in Emery's cat as well, which is fucking showing how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like these are like from the Jordan seventies and eighties yeah. sort of cartoons, but it's still it harps back to that style of um, Joe, like everything being undrawn. And yeah, 
and having the um, your, like cells and stuff. Yeah, it's a really fucking pretty game as well, mm. just to look at. Yeah, yeah. For it moving Definitely. and stuff. It's, it's just one of the most original, probably well, maybe even the most original looking game. Like, it just looks insane. Like, when you saw it like years ago. It doesn't even look like a game, know, really, it does it, at no, points. No. I mean, when you saw it years ago, like as a kick, I don't know if it was Kickstarter or whatever, it was just a concept and you were like it'll never look like that kind of thing you thought well they're gonna have to compromise somewhere like with their style but no it's like everything in that game is like hand drawn and like scanned in and unbelievable yeah. like five six years it took to do i think it's just like 12 people something like that it's, it's, it's insane and, it's a labor of love oh, that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. just the animation is just a labor of love like not not even taking into consideration the rest of it yeah yeah, and it's great. Just the art design. Yeah, oh yeah, just, just, just the art design. It's crazy, yeah. That's before you even get onto the music and... Oh yeah, yeah, the music. And, music. The, and the general, yeah. like, just designing. Okay, question 13. Name a developer or a publisher where you'd like to be a fly on the wall at any time in history. So, it don't matter how far back we go and you can go back as to, like, Atari, if you want to you know, like, the... Um, yeah. You know, the Crash, the video games Crash. Yeah. Or most recent, like, I don't know, fucking EA... And you know, the old Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront Two loot box yeah. thing. Which point would you like to, you know, be a fly on the wall? And, and what do you think you would have heard in, you know, that meeting? Um, probably gonna say uh, rare. Any of the rare Nintendo games, N sixty four game specifically, because I just because it was so so the news was so like magazine based. It was so difficult to get any you know insight like you know today we see podcasts mm. and studio tours and all this kind of thing and back then like i just had to read in a magazine and rare were like you know i love rare much more than nintendo like, all of rare's games on on n64 were like all my favorites like and uh yeah just to just to know you know what people making it were like and, and just go around the studio like once like it's still apparently really secretive and like, i've been i've been into sea of thieves as well of course recently so rare's rare's very much on my mind uh, at the moment so yeah i'd definitely definitely say rare they're known for their secrecy so yeah i'd love to go in there and see what's up really like you say learning stuff then was such you only really get to learn that stuff now joe when people like sort of do biopics and stuff like oh this is what it yeah, was like yeah. when i were working at so and so but my, the mind erodes over fucking years yeah, and yeah. all like things are forgotten mm. and, and details are you know smudged to make them look better or look worse so actually getting that point of history and you know it being like cemented in like the, these are the facts yeah it's um, yeah it's pretty mad it's something that especially in the case of Rare because like you said they were super secret exactly yeah you didn't really know what were going on there yeah good choice yeah question 14 how have your gaming taste changed over the years because you've um, oh god yeah. You've gone through a fucking journey. Oh, yeah, Over yeah. the, like, the last, even just five years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think in my, I really, really liked platformers as a kid. Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't play RPGs. Like, I remember buying or renting Final Fantasy VII, like, everywhere, going mad for it. Like, oh, my God, it's amazing, kind of thing. And um, I just sat down to play it, and I was like, I thought, it was, I honestly thought it was an educational game. I like, asked my parents, like, are you, are you tricking me with this? Like, I'm having to read all this shit. Like, not obviously said shit, but yeah, I had to read all this stuff. And they were like, no, no, it's just, I think it's just part of the game. And I was like, what? And I used to try and get like get my dad to help me with stuff, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. But um, so I just, I just gave a wide berth to RPGs for a long time, too many years. Like, I think Fallout 3 was the first. Mass Mass Effect was the first. RPG like I played 
after that thing and then like properly played i didn't finish it but then the first rpg i finished was fallout 3 and that obviously opened my eyes to how good they were so then i went through uh-huh. a phase of playing a lot of rpgs but i was also kind of like a dude bro shooter kind of guy like gears and i don't know like army of two on 360 and shit like that like, i loved all these um yeah, those kind of games. I think, yeah, because so those 360 as well. Like, all those kind of Xbox games were all about guns and co-op and all this shit. So I lapsed all that shit up. And then, then my last, really last five, when was it? 2012, I think I played Persona. Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. Never played in that JR. Well, I played JRPG before, but not properly for, for many, many years. So I bought this and everyone said it was good. I didn't know what the hell to expect. And it was just... Yeah, it was in- incredible that game. So I was just like, "What year was that?" 2012, I think it right. was. Yeah. Okay. So this was pre Nino Kuni. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I played Nino Kuni after Persona 4. Yeah. Because I seem to remember you like proper delving into that for hours. Oh, and Nino Kuni. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I absolutely love that as well. Like the this, this sequel was like one of my most anticipated this year. Like I want it so much. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's it's just something about something about uh, JRPGs these days and I think a lot of the tropes for me like, a lot some people are like oh I don't like the combat or I don't like you know oh I've seen this kind of design before and you know things like this because there have been a lot of them to be fair and if you do play a lot of them then it's going to be a lot of crossover there but for me I've played like I don't know still at this point I've probably only played like six seven probably so maybe not even that I'm trying to think now but maybe not even that um, when I say played I mean finished probably only finished something like that so for me it's so fresh and it's like seeing like a whole new way to tell stories and things like this like i know the top top three of mine are xenoblade uh nina kuni and uh sony 4 like they have certain crossovers but they're also all quite a bit different to one another uh in their own ways right. and and things like that so yeah, it's just I think as someone as I got older, I just yeah just gravitated towards that. I think really all the all the Japanese games. Yeah, I, I I like to try and give give certain games second chances as well. Like I didn't get on with Devil May Cry at all. Like back in the day, I gave the series a wide berth, and then like I loved Bayonetta years later. So like now I'm gonna go. I haven't gone back yet, but I'm gonna go back this year and play the HD collection. Like, I picked up. Right. Picked up DMC4 on the PC. I don't know if I get around to it, but you know the intentions there to try and write some of the the the, uh, the games I I neglected back in the day and give them the time they deserve. But we'll see if it. Yeah, we'll see if I play all of them. But yeah, fingers crossed. Huh? Your milestone question. Question number fifteen. Give me your best impression of your favourite game character. Okay, I've got, it's probably not my favourite, but I got one. Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. Huh? I have no idea what that it's is. It's Banjo from Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, right. Yeah. Wow, that's a bit fucking esoteric. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> it's just the first one that came to mind. All <laughs> they're talking about rare. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> okay, question 16. Uh, name a game that you'd like to be made into a film or TV series, and name a film or TV series you'd like to be made into a game. Game that I want to see made into a TV series. Last of Us. Easy. One of the goats. So yeah, t- TV series. I would love to see that. Like side stories, Pittsburgh. You know, like something. Maybe, you know, maybe little cameos from one of the t- two of the tertiary characters. Something like that would be great. Even if it's just six episodes, it would be great. Um, like, like a mini series. Yeah, even if it's just a mini series. Uh, it could happen. I mean, fm. fucking The Witcher's getting made. Oh really? So. Okay. 
Well, yeah, The Witcher's getting a Netflix series. Of course, that were a book as well, yeah. but I mean, fuck it, they'll make, they'll make all into Netflix series these days. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, probably TV series that I'd like to be made into a game. Now, I'm going to cheat a tiny bit because I've not actually seen this yet, but Altered Carbon, which comes out on Netflix today. Um, yeah, it's very Blade Runner-esque, so that's... I'm assuming if it's if it's as good as I think it's going to be. Basically, what I want is Blade Runner into a game. That would be great. Did you ever play Beneath a Steel Sky? I didn't, no. That's by the Broken Sword guys, yeah? Is that right? Yeah, I think it's LucasArts that did it. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, people yeah. behind Bro- Monkey yeah. Island. So it's that sort of game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very um, that's very uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, influence. Yeah, I think I'd like that, definitely. Moving on, question 17. Tell me the funniest or weirdest video game glitch you've ever seen happen in your own games. So, no fucking YouTube stuff that you've seen. Just what's happened to you personally. You've seen it with your own eyes. This is going to be the first one that comes to mind, but uh, I was playing Tomb Raider on the... I think it's 2013. Yeah, I think it's that one. It might have been... No, yeah, it was, it was that one, I think. Or was it the Xbox one? I can't remember that. Anyway, it was, one of, it was either Tomb Raider or Rise of the Tomb Raider anyway, and uh, I was on this ledge and the floor completely went invisible and Lara was just like standing there like just standing there like like nothing was going going wrong and then like I tried to walk around and like everywhere she walked went invisible as well and it was just like okay so I just yeah just really restarted it but yeah that, that's the that's the one that comes to mind I have got I took a photo of it years ago and put it on like Tomb Raider Reddit or something <laughs> Yeah, so the textures just fucking crapped out. Yeah, it just just yeah, it just just went invisible. Yeah, on the floor, floor textures. Yeah. Yeah, man, I thought you'd have had the, the amount of games you play. I thought you'd have had some yeah, better than that. Yeah, again, it's it's just the first one that comes to mind. I'm not. It might be, <laughs> it might be more than that. But yeah, first one that comes to mind is uh, is that one that I experienced myself. Question eighteen. Name a time where a game made you go fuck this shit. Again, just recent one that comes to mind. Sonic Mania. Just couldn't be asked for that game at all. Like, I was just like, I love Sonic and stuff. Don't know why I didn't like it, but it's just got frustrating as hell. Like, keep getting to this boss. It was like four levels in, five levels in this shit level. And I kept getting to this boss and then like dying. I'd have to make myself make my way through like the previous two levels all over again, like the previous zone all over again. I was just like, I'm, I can't be asked. I just kid it my ass. Just left it. It's crazy because I think y'all the only person I know that's played Sonic Mania and gone, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, oh, I think Ildog didn't didn't like it to start with, but I think he persevered with it. But yeah, I, I just I just I just couldn't be bothered. Like, I knew it was a waste of money. Like I only played like an hour and a half of it. Wow, that's not a lot, yeah, it's really. Not, no. Considering, but I just I just bailed on it. I thought, well, it's still on my Switch. If I want to go back, it's not like it's going anywhere, so I can still go back to it. But it's it's just so frustrating. I just hate replaying. I'm not. I hate replaying anything. So it's like. If, well, I guess it's a bit silly thing to say, seeing as I love Souls, but um, <laughs> I just hate replay. I don't know. I just hate cheap replaying. I don't know. I just I didn't click with it at all. I actually preferred Sonic Forces. So wow! Oh fucking hell! Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get us fucking killed yeah. saying shit like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> get your philosopher hat on question 19 where do you think gaming will go over the next few years and um, what will your part be in it I don't think VR's going to be viable for a few more years um, so I'm going to have to say more even like every game I think it's going to be like a 
shared world co-op kind of game. Yeah, like hubs. Everything's going to be essentially a hub. Yeah, they're all going to be incredibly watchable. Like that's going to play more into games like how how entertaining they are to watch is going to play on developers' minds rather than play. Well, not rather than play, but at the same time as how how nice they are to play. Um, and and yeah. every game is going to be this shared world social experience. You know, PVE and PVP all thrown in there together. Like you know, just none none of the separation. Just like right there you go, get on with it. I think every a lot of games are going to be like that. See, we've sort of got that. Like we've been playing Monster Hunter World recently. Yeah. And I didn't think that'd work in that you know sort of scenario yeah. because you sort of go in and it's like yeah, people coming and out and stuff, but it it really don't feel that intrusive. Like you don't really notice yeah, it after yeah, yeah. you know it, the initial newness wears mm. off. It's just like oh, okay, yeah, there's someone walking about during my world. Yeah. And the, and they're gone. You know, the 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 set a mission up. We sit and have some food, and then yeah, you know, the bird takes yeah, them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, don't, I think Monster Hunter. It's kind of because we've had those hubs before, haven't we, in four and stuff. Mm. We haven't known. Yeah, but it's it's usually just the people that you invite in it. You yeah, true. You don't have to deal true. with the other people. Yeah, yeah, true. I wonder if that's like immersion breaking for some people. Um, I don't know. I, I think the story's so kind of flaky in that game. I don't. Thing anyone's gonna, I, I don't think anyone plays Monster Hunter for the story. No, 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 it's um, it's a mechanics thing in it more than anything. Yeah, the shared world thing. I played World of Warcraft and Elder Scrolls Online, just stuff like yeah, that, Guild Wars yeah. as well. And um, I know they're MMOs, yeah, but what really pissed me, and uh, this is on um, Destiny as well, you'd be doing bounties or whatever, and someone would kill the fucking thing, Joe, that you needed to kill. And it's like, oh, fuck, I've got to wait yeah. for like. Until the next dropship comes in now. This is really mm, annoying. Yeah. But yeah, I think as long as I stay away from stuff like that, Joel, like kill poaching and yeah. what have yeah. you, like, it's, it's usually fine. Yeah, well, that, that's that's a big thing from the Sea of Thieves, uh, sea of Thieves beta is people asking for PvE only servers yeah. kind of thing because they don't want like Dark Zone in Division. Yeah, kind of the old Grand Theft Auto online sort of everyone's the PvPve yeah, yeah, yeah. aspect but, but, of it, the fucking divisions, dark zone. Yeah. It's yeah. just this is the thing with like game design. They keep trying to force PvP and the thing is not a lot of people really like yeah. it. Yeah. Especially when you're forcing people into it. Hmm. Your PvP has to be good enough that you don't need to force people yeah. into it. You know, it's they, they go into it voluntarily. Yeah. So like you just you're making it so that like this is um this is a thing that Jeff Kaplan said with Overwatch competitive game mode. People wanted the gold skins, so they were in the ranked games, but they weren't really pulling the weight, you know, they weren't, they weren't there because they wanted to have nice tight games, they were there because they wanted the rewards, and you, you sort of get that do you know, that fucking, that sector of people that go into the games, and Joe, they're playing against what they should be doing for, they're not playing for the fun or, or like, I know people that are playing the fucking hate Destiny PvP, but they'll go on Iron Banner, do you know, and grind out 30 fucking matches. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, why are you doing that? You hate the PvP. You don't want to. You're just going into it so you can have something, and it's just a fucking monument to your fucking stupidity. Yeah. It's like oh, I spent fucking three or four hours of my life, Joe, doing this when yeah. I could have been doing something else. You know, like it's just it's dumb as fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Game designers need to get off that shit. Like, not. Yeah. It should just be opt-in, like PVE. Yeah. On the yeah. Games. That, that's yeah. As I said, it's a big debate in in CFEs because developers are like, no. Like, there's no set servers. Like, this is just PvP, mm. BE. Like, this is, you know, it's just all together in this world. It'll sink the game. It'll sink... People that are horrible players, they'll sink the game because mm. they get rewarded for it. They're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Like, I 
can't remember what it is. I think it's a World of Warcraft thing that they did on the PvP servers, but you basically got the people that don't want it at all. The people that don't mind getting killed. The people that want to kill people but don't like getting killed back. Yeah. The people that want fair PvP and they've, they've said, you know, sort of balance it all out. Yeah. And if you make it harder on, like, one set of people, you get... you Basically, it's like a, a big safari park and you have to keep, you know, the tigers and fucking hyenas in check with, you know, the zebras and... Because otherwise it goes all out of whack and it just fucks yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. And, and you end up with just these colossal fucking shit quagmires of, like, the Division's Dark Zone, where it's just awful. Yeah. And no one fucking likes... Like, just Everyone just hates fucking doing everything. In regards to that, that mode. Yeah, well, my, my experience with CFCs was positive, like, very, very positive. Like, I met a lot of cool people, and, like, we, you know, we sailed, and we, like, did piracy things and stuff like that. But then, you know, there's, there's some things on the forums about people being locked in, locked in the brig and, like... Spawn camping, like yeah, like tra- yeah trapping, trapping and like killing them over and over again. And you think, you think, well, why didn't you just quit out the game? But then I suppose they shouldn't need to do that. But yeah. things like that. So they shouldn't need to. They shouldn't. Well, people are always going to find ways to grieve. Yeah, true. It don't matter how many yeah. fucking things are put in there. Mm. But they shouldn't make it easy for people like yeah, like div- the division. What is a really really good example of Joe, the old grieving thing? Like yeah. just. Yeah, the well, not just the division. Grand Theft Auto Online yeah. as well is also another. You, you get fuck all like reward for it. It's a couple yeah. of thousand bucks. It might it might even cost you like their car insurance, but people still do it because yeah. that's just the way that some people are wired. And and even if they're gonna get penalised over and over again, they're always gonna behave like that. Yeah, you can't you can't really you know encourage them yeah. into into a better behaviour because. That's just the way that they want to play that game, yeah, and they're yeah, not yeah. going to be told otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, um, I'm hoping that the full game will be a bit more like Elite Dangerous. I think there's probably a nicer blend in that because there's going to be like merchants, merchant routes, mm. and things like that, and and people are going to know you're going to take those routes, and, like try and steal the loot, and then you're going to like go a different way or a long way round to like avoid those people. The thing with Elite Dangerous is you see people at the stations. Yeah. But it's really, really rare that you see anyone, you know, when you're out. Uh, on... Okay, yeah. You see them, like, you're knocking about, but, uh, I mean, normally they just they don't want the fucking hassle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have had people up and fire on me and stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, yeah. But it's it's few and far between. Uh, in general, people just want to fucking get on with their own business and you have a bit of flavour when they, they do go to civilization and there's just, like, a starport that's... Like fully loaded. Yeah, there is cunts in that game. Like I'm, not, I'm not gonna fucking deny you. Yeah. I have seen stuff like that, and it's just been like I'll just fucking log out and you know go into like a sort of yeah, 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 exactly. So, but at least it's an option there. Like in Sea of Thieves, you're just basically fucked. Yeah, you you can go solo in a solo ship. Obviously, you're still in the same you know servers and things like that. There's like four man galleons. <laughs> so yeah, you just you're just basically mm. playing the game on hard mode if you. Do everything. Oh yeah, it's so so. Alone. There's no yeah. reason to do that. Yeah, I would. I I never tried it. I, I would. I don't think I'd. I'd try it solo. It's apparently better than you think it's going to be. But yeah, uh, not worth the. I think you probably have to treat it like a stealth game, solo. Like really right. careful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Your final question. Question twenty. Usually. What I do on these is I take the answers that you've given me and roll a little fuck, marry, kill situation out yeah. of them. Uh, you know what fuck, marry, kill is, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But for you, I've got something a little bit different. Oh, You're going to fucking love this. <laughs> Your fuck, marry, kill options are Resetterer, Metacritic, and Easy Allies. You talk about these fucking things all the time. 
now's the time to fucking pick. One of them's got to go, one of them's getting fucked, and other ones, like, you can talk about. Right. The last one, because you married it, but... Yeah, other two, we're fucking done with them. Come on, let's fucking pick one. I just fuck. Easy allies. That's a lot of fucking men to take <laughs> on board. <laughs> Nine men. I don't know if they're going to be fucking gentle. Nine men, orgy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd marry Reset Era, and I'd... Oh! Does that mean we're never ever after going to put up with any Metacritic shit? No. Because <laughs> this is it. We are reinforcing Yeah, but there's this. Open Critic as well, so it's like... Uh... No, I'm grouping them <laughs> both together. We're fucking ending this now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I kill, yeah, I kill that. Kill Metacritic. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. I've saved MF Gamers. No more fucking Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. This has been the MF Gamers podcast. Twenty questions, episode three. I've been Simon. He's been Blakey. Um, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.